The following podcast is a part of RadioMisfits.com. And now it's time for the Mr. Nelson Show. Well, I guess you know what this is. Yeah, it's episode 142 right. of uh, the Mr. Nelson Show. 142. Uh, well, yeah, another weekend, another week out. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, previously. Of course, there was the YouTube show. Yes, thank you, at RA. Uh, you remember that? Thanks. Oh, God damn. <laughs> uh, and of course, as I said, you got to give it time before you really know what happened. And of but course, we the, know the uh, premise that I had at the time was wrong. The NRA uh, she was not a jilted lover. tried to kill uh, again. She was a woman who was apparently out of her mind and, a Muslim. and upset irrelevant. about the demonetization of her YouTube channel. She was from Iran. Which, uh, she a seemed Muslim. to think she was going to become some great comedy act. Might not have been a real woman. YouTube oh, my video. God. The thing of it is, oh, is that all oh videos have been God. demonetized if you don't have enough subscribers. Jeez. You have to have at least a thousand. What? And I forget, forget how many oh, Wait, was this? hours of, of viewership oh. or something like that. Or views. So... Oh. Damn, I don't know if she had enough subscribers or not. Now, what's the point? Uh, but uh, if she didn't, then uh, she got demonetized like everybody else who didn't have that. So uh, that's their new format or what have you. She but anyway, she was out of her mind there. and uh, decided to go punish YouTube for that. Oh, my God. And uh, ended up killing herself. So, well, there you go. Yep. Uh, Another Muslim uh, killing no! people. Oh, oh, God. And so far... What? I haven't seen anything that indicates that Islam had anything to do with her motives. She's from Iran, so and she's got one of them weird names. A delusional outlook for being famous because I, I, of her YouTube videos, I, I and then uh, they got demonetized. So she, yeah, she snapped, and uh, she went over to do. YouTube headquarters and uh, tried to kill people. Uh-huh. Injured seriously, injured some people, and uh, ended up killing herself. So uh, unless it changes again, but that's that's the story. Uh, now, so you far, mark my word, you wait and see. Shooting. And since it doesn't quite fit the favorite narratives but, of crazy white men. <laughs> oh, my God. This story is already dropping like a turd in the bowl. Ah! So, uh, that's pretty much it. No, it's not. It's just more examples of what the NRA is oh, doing God to this damn. country. Hell no. Thank God no one died except, well, this, this sick, sad, poor woman. Poor but, woman? But, 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 this just shows why we need common sense gun laws. Yeah, that's well, all. Yeah, what are you there gonna, ain't nothing it, sensible, common or otherwise, coming out uh, of you, Lippy. Shut up, Red. Yeah, but what laws exactly? I guess what we, uh, we some did the, bands? From yes, assault God. rifles. Exactly. She didn't use assault what? rifle. Well, uh, well some background yeah, checks. We already yes. have them. Well, uh, she we didn't really more. have anything for the oh, background check no. to look into. Well, Another problem here is this is a lot similar to the recent Parkland shooting. Uh-huh. Her own family was warning police about her. Uh-huh. Well, nothing happened. Well, right up to the moment, perfect. even telling them, I think she wants to do something terrible to the people at YouTube. Uh-huh. What? Well, yeah. Nothing. Well, so, that's. Yeah, what law was going to stop this? Nothing. Not we, we just need to get the guns out of the hands of people. Who shouldn't have them? Well, you determine that. Yeah, short of any police record, uh, 
There's really no other law that's going to do that. Uh, no, it... I stand by the premise that there are weapons that everyday citizens just don't need to have and shouldn't no, have God access damn. to. And that's... I'm not going to... Uh, you, you just want to take my guns away. That's what that is. You just want to take my guns and no, I ain't going to have it. No, you ain't getting my guns, Lefty. No one is talking about taking your guns away. Well, Ian Michael Black what? is. Who? Uh, or Michael Ian Black. It, yeah, that's his name. Who? Uh, well, of course, he's just an idiot comedian. Or, well, <laughs> he's a man I guess he opinion. was a comedian. I don't know. Oh, that, that's, now, that's I guess he's trying to out crazy Jim Carrey. Uh, then there was retired Justice John Paul Stevens, who wants a, the Second Amendment to go away. Man. Oh, goddamn. Uh, yeah. Hello. So that would be, uh, that would uh, remove the right to bear arms. So you wouldn't be able to keep the guns. So yeah. well, it's just no one's talking about taking them. It's yeah, just they are. The ideas about like how about you know a mandatory buyback? That's one of the oh, plans they have no. on the table. Why not that? Well, the key word there is mandatory. So it's you have to give your guns, and they'll compensate you for it. But of course, what if you don't want to sell your gun? Well, then. They'll just have to come and get them, that's See, all. you're going to come and take her guns. That's because you wouldn't sell them back. See, it would be your fault then. See, it's just that simple. I mean, good Lord, people, I can't even. Yeah, I guess that explains it all. What? All right, let's take a break. What? Well, no! the, the good I, I, doctor is I, I, a, a long one. Well, so well, just well, cancel it's it. almost over 10 minutes this time. Oh, God. And I gotta no, no one cares about that. And that's it. There, no. we're gonna knock off early. No, I, I prepared an essay. I want to read. Oh God, then for sure, let's get out of here. You're listening to the Mister Nelson Show here on RadioMisfits.com. Oh boy. What's the matter, Sally? I guess the beer just doesn't give me the buzz it used to. Do you need a butt chug? A butt chug? Well, I'm not pouring beer in my ass. <laughs> not beer. Cough syrup. Here, let me flip you over. What? Oh, 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 oh my, oh. Let's move these panties aside. <laughs> and we'll insert this tube. Oh, ah, oh. Here comes the cough syrup, Sally. Walls are melting. I see flowers taking flight and turning into stars. <laughs> Can't get a buzz? Then you need a butt jug. Warning, butt jugging may lead to brain damage, rectal rot, and or farts that smell medicine. Why, this is Flash Gordon, Space Soldiers Conquer the Universe, Chapter 1, as ripped by yours truly. <laughs> Slow down a minute, he's what? Oh, just think of it as Mr. Nelson. Oh, yeah, yeah, Flash Gordon. Yes, you've probably seen some of these before, as several of this serial have been at the beginning of many of the other movies that I've riffed at my self-eyes store. Yes, but of course, full films are $1.75. But if all you want to do is see Flash Gordon, well, you can do that too. And only for 90 cents. Oh man, that sounds like a sweet deal! Yes, yes it is. 
Right now, you can head over to selfie.com slash Nelson. That's S-E-L-L-F-Y dot com slash N-A-I-L-S-I-N. It's just that simple. And there you'll find Chapter 1 of Flash Gordon, Space Soldiers Conquer the Universe, Chapter 1. Yes, in Chapter 1, Flash tries to stop main spaceship from pissing all over the Earth. Wait, what? <laughs> Well, not exactly, but of course, that's a typical nail-set interpretation of all these crappy old films. Yes, so without further ado, I must give you warning! Due to an extreme lack of talent, bathroom humor is deployed throughout the film. <laughs> you mean like fart noises and daughter flashes? <laughs> Yes, along with inappropriate laugh tracks, cartoon sound effects, and public domain music from such sources as Kevin MacLeod. It's all there for you if we're only 90 cents. Oh man, we're gonna get it again? <laughs> well, you head over to the Nelson Theater Store at selfie.com. Selfie.com slash Nelson. That's S-E-L-L-F-Y dot com slash N-A-I-L-S-I-N. Yes, it's just that simple. Nelson Theater is a proud sponsor of the Mr. Nelson Show. Because if Mr. Nelson doesn't sponsor the Mr. Nelson Show, who will? This is a Nelson News Bulletin. Man and woman have sex at McDonald's in full view of customers and police. Hello, I'm Mr. Nelson. A man and a woman who met for the first time at McDonald's decided to have sex in full view of customers, according to police in New York. The New York State Police said that they have arrested Vincent E. Sheely Jr., 30, of Dover, and Marissa Mangelli, 30, of Danbury, Connecticut, for having sex in public. Both suspects were charged with public lewdness. They were booked and released without bail. They were ordered to appear at the Dovertown Court for trial. According to the police investigation, the incident unfolded on Thursday at around 12.30 p.m. at the McDonald's located on Route 22. A McDonald's customer called the police to report that Sheely and Mangeli, or Mangeli, whatever, were having sex in public. Police officers who arrived at the scene found the couple engaging in sexual intercourse. They were arrested at the scene without incident. <laughs> because the incident... It already happened. Sheely and Mangeli, Jelly, whatever, met for the first time at the McDonald's, and they decided it was a good idea to have sex at press time. No word on whether or not they had fries with that. This has been a Nelson News Bulletin. like the sound of my voice? Yes, you know you do. And you want to hear it in the best way possible. So why not get yourself some headphones and accessories from Tweaked Audio? Key features include eight colors and styles, mic'd and non-mic'd versions, designed to sound great for music and talk. Noise-reducing design with a lifetime warranty. So head over to tweakedaudio.com and use discount code Mr. Nelson at checkout for 33% off and free worldwide shipping. That's Mr. Nelson. M-R-N-A-I-L-S-I-N. It's not case-sensitive, but it is all one word. That's tweakedaudio.com. Hooey! Where could I get a shirt like that? <laughs> oh, you need only look at the Mr. Nelson stores and shops. Stores and shops? You mean there's more than one? That's right. 
You see, you can go to the Mr. Nelson store at Zazzle.com where there's all sorts of hats and shirts and sweaters and other good things like that with all kinds of Nelson art. And of course, the Mr. Nelson show logo. Or you can head over to Society6 for the other Mr. Nelson store where there again, more articles and apparel and other nice little things with Nelson art all over them. And last but not least, you can head to the Teespring store, the Mr. Nelson shop, where, yes, you guessed it, more Nelson shirts and mugs and stickers and other great cool things of Nelson art all there for you. So, of course, the choice is yours. The stores are many. So look up Mr. Nelson stores at Mr. Nelson shop at Society6Zazzle.com and Teespring.com Oh man, I can't wait! <laughs> yeah, well don't. You're listening to the Mr. Nelson Show here on RadioMisfits.com So glad you stayed with us. Uh, it's time to get to uh, chapter 12 of my ongoing serial here of The Good Doctor. Uh, and this is where it goes off really off into the deep end. Uh, as I stated, I believe I did, uh, when I introduced the first episode, uh, that this was based on a webcomic that I did uh, back in the early 2000s. Uh, the uh, site that posted it is no longer there. They went under, and so I never bothered to post it anywhere else. It started off as a jokes I would do with Rex Morgan MD comic strips and would rework the dialogue to make it sound all perverted and stupid. <laughs> and I ended up crafting a narrative out of it, so I redrew it uh, into the webcomic, but then eventually I ran out of material from that, and so I had to start making stuff up. And I ended up doing a spoof of the plot to uh, Watchmen. If you know anything about comic books, you know how uh, groundbreaking and important that series was and what its plot was about. So in this episode, it's basically just flat out explained by a particular character, and that's it. <laughs> You're not taken to the to this story. You're not. You don't live it out or anything through the story. It just throws it in there as if it's a flashback to some other story, which I guess it is, just not my own. <laughs> um, so that's what this what this is, uh, it, and it got to the point where it's not really even a well crafted story or anything. It was just. Uh, comic strip gags and stuff like that. And it doesn't quite translate for this audio version, but uh, I just decided to run it anyway because it was uh, easy to just pull them out and look at it and craft uh, little segments for the show. <laughs> so we're at this point now where the uh, the soap opera, the hospital soap opera business is pretty much done. And uh, now it's going into the plot and it'll become quite clear as to what all the weird, uh, you know, secret rooms and people spying on them and stuff was about. And uh, I guess I'll go into more detail after you've heard it uh, without spoiling this particular episode too much. So here you go, Chapter 12 of The Good Doctor. And now it's time for The Good Doctor. Previously on 
good doctor. June Good and Salad Green have moved in together at the Lavender Lodge. Apartment 3D. Oh, Jane, before I run out... Yes, Salad? I decided that you can decide. Great. I like to be in charge. Now strip and paint my toes, biatch. <laughs> no, but seriously, strip. Meanwhile, across town, we find Dr. Philgood. After losing his wife, whom he took for granted, to a lesbian, Dr. Philgood has hit rock bottom. He's showing all the typical symptoms. Heavy drinking, beard growth, weird sexual crap. Anyway, he's all messed up. Ugh. Can't believe I sucked that guy's hog. The hell? Who the hell are you? Suddenly, a strange man enters the room. Clad in a purple-tinted suit and hat. And a white nylon mask covering his face entirely. With the image of an eyeball on the front. You can't drink away what they did to you, Dr. Good. You can only seek brutal justice. Otherwise... Known as revenge. No. <laughs> no. No more gay crap. I, I can't take it. Leave me alone. <laughs> Idiot. I'm not here to screw you. You're screwed up enough. I'm here to explain everything. After helping Dr. Phil Good back to a chair, the strange man begins to explain that he is the all-seeing eye, and that he and the doctor have known each other for years, but in another lifetime which almost no one can recall. He promises to explain everything and answer all questions yet unasked, due to the ignorant slumber of the masses. Phil himself finds this whole story to come off as absurd madness. I'm sorry, but I, this story of yours comes off as absurd madness. For a doctor, you're awfully stupid. I haven't told the story yet. First of all, your real name is not Phil Good. You were Dr. Hugh Foreman, but we all knew you as Dr. Deja Vu. Whenever we needed neuroids, hypergene shots, or jolts of radiation, well, we saw you. <laughs> we? What? We were a group of patriotic people of special and extraordinary talents. We fought the good fight for truth and justice until our enemies got the better of us. <laughs> Wait, what? Do, what? We recalled the actioneers. For about 15 years, we fought criminals. Not ordinary criminals, mind you, but freaks and tights. It had been a trend dating back to World War II. Then, well, the 80s came. We had a good thing going. I mean, the superhero life was better than being a rock star. With guys like Crimson Cicada, Oppenheimer Man, Peacekeeper, and hot babes like Dame Diaphanous. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, one of us calls himself Lightning Rod. Well, uh, just fighting other freaks and tights wasn't good enough for him. He wanted to make the big score, to save the whole world. He wanted to save all humankind from itself. You know, the, for stop its inhumanity to humanity and all that jazz. I... D d what? Anyway, he never really liked the president at the time and decided, yeah, opposing him would be the best way, but one day, 
Uh, he was given a speech that really pushed him over the edge. Yes, well, the Soviet Union is an evil empire. No! Good lord! That old fool! He'll lead us all into World War Three. Well, even superheroes get old and it sucks just as much, so you start looking for distractions from the inevitable. Now, Oppenheimer Man was immortal, but that just made humanity boring to him, so he yearned to travel the stars. His girlfriend, Dame Diaphanous, feeling lonely, began an affair with the Crimson Cicada. The Peacekeeper looked for thrills and deadly black ops missions for the government. People said I just went nuts, but they should have paid attention to Lightning Rod. He felt his life had been a waste, and he wanted to achieve one last great act of wonder in order to submit his immortality. So, he wanted to hatch a plan to stop nuclear apocalypse. Yeah, because he figured, well, it's probably inevitable. Oddly enough, the inspiration for his master plan came from the one man he despised most, the president. Just imagine, if we were threatened by some alien force, all our petty squabbles would end, and we'd unite against a common foe. Good lord, that's almost brilliant. The big problem here was, as far as anyone knew, alien life from outer space didn't exist. And if it did, they weren't anywhere near our neck of the woods. But a man like Lightning Rod wasn't going to let a little thing like non-existence get in his way. Even though Lightning Rod was arguably the smartest man on Earth, he didn't possess the power to alter reality, even if only slightly. So he turned to the one man who did. Oppenheimer Man. So anyway, Oppenheimer Man, he was some guy got caught in some kind of freak nuclear accident or some such, I forget. Anyway, it left him with the power over molecules. I mean, he was practically God, for God's sakes. It's a good thing he was mostly too bored to really do anything about it except, you know, help people out in America and stuff. Anyway, that boredom probably left him vulnerable to the likes of Lightning Rod. He manipulated Oppenheimer Man into thinking they were working on a, some kind of touchy-feely free energy program. Once locked into this uh, dream guidance machine that Lightning Rod had, uh, had built, uh, he enacted his program. His calculations, as always, were right on the mark. Suddenly, Mars and Venus had life. Intelligent, dangerous life. Well, it took a lot of doing to get this plan off the ground so it didn't go completely unnoticed. Peacekeeper was the first to nose in around and find out what was going on. So Lightning Rod tried to kill him. So anyway, to make a long story short, oh thank god, uh, we figured out his plot and stopped him. Yeah, old Peacekeeper went in there and knocked him out one. Listen, you, next time you try to kill me after I figure out your sick-ass plan, you better make damn sure I'm really dead. No, 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 Peacekeeper, wait, no! Well, then, to add insult to injury, his plan turned out to be widely unnecessary. Seems the warmongering president ended up making a historic peace deal with the Soviet Union. What? But, no, that's impossible! Sure, once we defeated Lightning Rod and his crazy weirdo plans, we all patted ourselves on the back and popped the champagne corks. God, how much longer is this not going to drone on? But, well, we all forgot about those aliens he created out of thin air. Yeah, I, uh, 
I, I guess we dropped the ball on that one. You see, the Venusians and uh, the Martians found out that they existed as a freak nuclear fluke with some nut and tights. I guess that kind of thing does something to your head, so uh, they hatched the plot against Earth and sent two agents to eliminate our threat to them. Of course, uh, the alien agents didn't really know their way around Earth, so uh, they were going to need help. Yeah, okay. And they found it in the form of the world's most notorious supervillains. The Temptress, Dr. Creep, and the Smiling Skull. The plan was to abduct and manipulate Oppenheimer Man into controlling reality. So they played on his... Oh, God. D d shut up! I, I've lost an entire hour of my life listening to your crazy comic book crap. Enough! Get out! Huh. Don't like comic books, do you? Well, you'd best learn to love them and love them quick. Because, buddy... You're in one! Suddenly, the door bursts open and in walks Detective Andrew O'Hammer and several police officers. Get away from that man, Doctor. He's dangerous. Oh, damn it, no! I need more time! You're under arrest for murder. No, no, you don't understand! I don't want to understand you, Walker. What? It, it, linoleum, Walker? <laughs> Doc! You, for God's sakes, check your closet and find Patient X! The closet? Oh, that's probably the last place the doctor wants to go. But Patient X? What's that about? Well, we heard a lot today, but did it really explain anything? <laughs> your guess is as good as mine. So tune in next time for another episode of... The Good Doctor. The Good Doctor is a Nielsen production, written and performed by me, Douglas Nelson. Incidental music is provided by Kevin McLeod and other public domain sources. So there you have it, uh, Chapter 12 of The Good Doctor. So, uh, yeah, it turns out they're all superheroes. Uh, this, uh, and actually I think they're, I haven't read it, but there's a series now called Black Hammer from Dark Horse, which I believe is uh, a story where a bunch of people were superheroes, but now through some sort of cosmic event, they ended up being trapped on a farm and living out these kind of dull lives. I don't know. I haven't read it. It looks interesting, intriguing. I'll have to look into it at some point, but I just have it. So I don't know if that's similar to what I've done here, but uh, I'm not copying that. <laughs> I did this years ago. So, uh, But anyway... So that's about it. Yeah, they're, they're, they're sort of, how did they get here? Well, he explains it all pretty much right there. And, but the, uh, the world they came from, uh, these characters are all knockoffs of uh, the Watchmen, which were, oddly enough, knockoffs of other characters. <laughs> but that's a long story. I think I've talked about it in a previous episode. And I'll probably come back to it for some other reason later. But anyway, uh, basically the plot in the Watchmen, and of course it came out, in the 80s, and of course in the 80s he still had the Cold War drama going on, and everybody was scared uh, of the inevitable uh, nuclear uh, holocaust that would happen between the Soviet Union and the United States. And uh, even in the 80s there was tons of these movies depicting all of that, uh, plenty of that. Uh, and a lot of it was politically motivated because the idea was that Ronald Reagan was determined to get us in a war with uh, the Soviet Union. Now in Watchmen... It wasn't Reagan in the story. It was Nixon. Uh, 
put in there that Nixon had stayed in power and became the last president and all this. Nixon had talked about being the last president, but he wasn't talking about staying in power for the rest of his life. Uh, he was referring to the ideas of people. It was getting a popular notion that we should change to a parliamentary system and there'd be a prime minister rather than a, a president. And, of course, prime ministers, well, they're elected by parliament, not the people. But anyway, of course, that didn't happen. But there, Nixon was president in the 80s in this alternate history world of the Watchmen. And, of course, the big threat was the inevitable nuclear war that was coming. And so the character of Ozymandias hatched this plot to convince the world that they were being attacked from an alien uh, entity. Uh, and so the world had to unite against it. And that's what, that was his secret plot. It's kind of a dumb plot really, because it was uh, already done in a outer limits episode and so on and so forth. Uh, so uh, I took that in here to make fun of it. But the point I was making fun of was the idea that Reagan was this horrible warmonger who was going to get us into nuclear war. And instead the exact opposite happened. Of course he had the peace talks with Gorbachev and a few short years later, the Berlin wall falls and all that Soviet union collapses and there was no war. Um, where we have here, the same things happen, but this guy does this plot anyway with creating aliens and using Oppenheimer's godlike powers to do so. <laughs> and um, the, the bit where Reagan is saying, hey, can you imagine if we were attacked by some alien force, uh, all our petty differences would would melt away and we'd join forces and all he actually said that at some speech and all that sort of thing. So I thought, oh, that would be a good jumping off point that gives this guy the idea for this uh, plot of his. And so there you go. That's the story of what happened to the actioneers. <laughs> uh, it doesn't quite explain how they ended up where they are now at the Creepington Clinic with the good doctor and all that. But I'll get to that in future episodes. So, uh Glad you tuned in and, and heard that. Please do check out my stores at selfie.com where I have my poor man's mystery science theater treatment of old movies, uh, Flash Gordon, Green Hornet, and uh, some spaghetti sci-fi movies. <laughs> they tried to take on Star Wars. Well, it didn't work, but maybe they should have waited until the Star Wars of today, which is terrible. But, oh, well, there you go. But anyway, you can check those out. Uh, full films, $1.75, short films, 99 cents, or 90 cents, I'm sorry. And uh, so there you go, uh, pretty cheap, and uh, it helps out your old pal, Mr. Nelson. Uh, other than that, you can head over to the, uh, the Nelson store where you can get T-shirts and artwork, uh, hats, uh, goodies like that, even hoodies and stuff. So check that out and have a fun time shopping. And uh, come back again for Wednesday where we'll do this again or something similar, whatever, another Nelson show anyway, anyway, there you go, thanks for listening, and uh, oh yeah, check out my YouTube channel, uh, there's all kind of cartoons and goodies there, so uh, have a good weekend, and we'll see you again Wednesday, good night everybody! <laughs>the views and opinions expressed during the Mr. Nelson show do not necessarily reflect those held by RadioMisfits.com. So, any complaints and or comments should be sent to at Mr. Nelson on Twitter, where they will be promptly ignored and or blocked.